Hey everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. Hi, it's Jenny. Uh, and Cedric Papa. Why did I forget my name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, you forget, you forget I was like, I, I think it's because like uh, um, uh, whether the, how the episodes are, 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 are distributed. Uh, I haven't been around the whole outer class crew for a bit, and so it's, I'm like amazed because I'm sitting across from Jenny, and I haven't Yay! seen Jenny in forever. So I'm really excited for all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but today we have a special guest, yay! And, uh, <laughs> um, and his name is uh, Franz Solipt, and we've known Franz for quite a bit now. He's uh, actually been on the Outer Class team for as a newcomer trainee, and um, he's been wonderful and a great person on our team. Um, with his with his you know dance experience and, and expertise, you know in in life and you know personality and. I, all I can say is I just love this guy for for everything that he's just been through and for everything that he gives back to to us, you know. And uh, I asked him, you know, one day if he wanted to be on the podcast, and he and he, you know, just answered back and just felt so loved that he was willing to do it. So we're so excited. Yeah, Yay. I want to just put it on the record. He's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> he's just an amazing person. So I'm, yeah. we're so excited. So uh, without further ado. Welcome, friends. Yay. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I feel so honored, honestly, to be here. When you asked me, I was like, me? <laughs> you're, gonna ask, you're asking me? And, um, you know, of course, like, I was telling Cedric before you guys arrived, and I, I had that major, like, imposter syndrome. Like, why are they asking me, like, out of all the people? But, honestly, I just feel so loved and, um, like, honored to be asked to do this because you guys see something in me that maybe I don't even see in myself. Mm -hmm. I just want to get, yeah, that major, um, how can I be of more service and be of use to you guys or into the listeners? Yeah. And that's great. Like, yeah. And I think you're going to, I'm going to just put it already. I'm going to put the butt marker on it. It's like, you're going to do great. You're (laughs) going to do amazing. So like, we're really, really, really excited for everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So, so today's emotion on this episode is going to be drained. Yep. Feeling drained. Feeling drained. Low battery. <laughs> she made the joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did it. All right. All right. All right. So without further ado, Jenny has their first question. So um, what, if anything, has been draining you all recently? I'm going to start with Franz. Yes, yeah, Franz. <laughs> um... So just to cut straight to the point, what's been draining me is my relationship um, with my partner. And yeah, it's just been, um, you know, when you want to give and you're such a, like, you just want to give love and um, you don't want to ask for anything back, but it's also nice to kind of have that reciprocity from the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just... I would know. I didn't notice it until that until like recently, but yeah, that my relationship has been really draining me, and mm-hmm. you can just see the color on my face and my energy is just like everyone around me is just like, hey, like, are you okay? <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. So oh. yeah, I don't. Oh. You want me to go further and no, I mean, like, like we'll, we'll keep on asking yeah. we'll ask questions, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah follow definitely. Up. So like, and it's, it's unfortunate, like when I think a relationship is like draining because. I think we always go into relationships thinking the opposite will occur, yeah. right? Like it's going to fulfill you. It's finally the thing that you've mm-hmm. always wanted. And I think it feels like that at the beginning. But then the sort of like 
when a relationship becomes like a draining factor, it's because for like whatever reasons it may feel. So like uh, if whatever you feel comfortable with, it's like <clears throat> in the details of that relationship, like like how did you know like you, what are the things that you feel like are draining you specifically in that relationship? Mm. Like what are the things you, you feel like you're, you're doing that now you feel like are draining or you feel like, you know, mm. like what are the things yeah, that, that feel like the really draining factors in it? Um, I notice myself doing things that I never would really do myself if I were just my own being, like mm -hmm. independently. Um, I was making choices that I was unhappy with. Um, people can just call it compromising, but this way it's more like manipulative in a way where she would um, do things that um, I'm sure it's not on, on purpose. Like she would like wants to manipulate me, but. Um, just the things that she would say and I would feel the need to take action because I, I really care about this person. So maybe she feels sad or maybe she feels like uh, she feels needy about something that I'd want to show up. But then I have something else and then I really like uh, take that off my list. I may sometimes call off work because I need to be there for her and um, like cancel plans with other people. Um, like we were supposed to have me last week, but I had to cancel because I had mm. to deal with that. So I just felt like I was missing out on a lot of things in life and making choices because of that. I miss taking classes and the things that bring fulfillment to me and makes me full um, and whole. And I felt like I was making the choice like, okay. What's gonna make her full? With and I was neglecting my uh, needs because like mm, oh, that's yeah. like that's, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It, I think that's a, that's really hard. Like catering someone else's need before yourself. Mm -hmm. It's it's it it sometimes gets to a point where it it does become very unhealthy because not only not only are you you know slowly losing yourself in your own fulfillment and mm -hmm. your own positivity, it slowly becomes negative and once you pass that zone of, of neutral to negative it, it it just gets worse and worse and worse mm -hmm. so um it's it's really good that you're able to realize that before anything yeah. and like it's it's hard it's really tough especially mm -hmm. going through those situations that um that people just don't deserve mm -hmm. but like it's 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 a fact of um really understanding those situations and and really understanding that like how am i able to become strong and how am i able to become me again mm. you know in that type of yeah in that type of perspective mm. mm -hmm. so all right well oh um i had things to say sure um so i i thought it was interesting because it's like the idea of like what I think is an action that's really draining is like when you forsake things that fulfill you, mm -hmm. which is weird because you'd be like, you think those are two different things, but it's like when I have to, when I have to decide to pick something else that I really don't want to do or don't want to worry about uh, over something I do want to do, something I really enjoy, mm -hmm. you you kind of characterize that action or you feel it in your body. It's like, ugh, like oblig, ugh, like I have to go mm -hmm. and I have to switch sides and I have to go over and and then that's kind of like draining in that sense it's like you know like oh like 
I do these. I used to do these things, but now, right? I don't do these things because another person is preventing me, and I feel drained from it. So mm. it's like, it's like weird because like you need constant fulfillment to not feel drained. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like you're like a bucket, and you have holes in you, mm-hmm. and like you need constant like to be filled, mm-hmm. or else mm-hmm. like you're just gonna be, you're just gonna be, end up being drained. Mm-hmm. So like if you're not doing the things that fulfill you you're going to naturally end up drained, which mm-hmm. is a, like a weird concept, right? Because you just be like, okay, I'll just do things and then I'll do other things. But then a, something has to be like a draining action has to occur. Like it's like, okay, like, oh, I don't want to do this or like, you know, whatever it is. And then you just go. But like, it's like if you don't get to do the things that fulfill you, you also feel drained. So I thought that was really cool. And then the other thing is like, it's like, it's like, yeah, you're like all the energy that you would be pouring into yourself you pour it into another person. So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a mm. bucket. Like, I, I don't know why I'm continuing this bucket metaphor, but <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. it's it just works. like, yeah, it's like, you're going into, it's like, it's like, oh, okay. And so like, you're pouring all of like your, your sort of endeavors, your efforts into another person. And yeah, of course that's going to be naturally draining, but then like you hope, right? Like what you <laughs> wish for is like that sort of like reciprocity where it's like, oh, like that person would also pour energy into you, mm-hmm. but if you're not getting that, then you're just you're just kind of like an empty bucket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I think it's the the way you characterize it that I think is just like really really important to kind of see in a visual sense, mm-hmm. like oh, like what may be happening and how we like how can we sustain ourselves when we perceive it in, in certain types of ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just not to um, for the viewers to not get confused, like the re- reciprocity of like you're not asking for anything back right. it's just that like if you were in need of that energy that if that person was in need you'd be willing to give it and if mm-hmm. you didn't um if you didn't have that energy it's not that you're asking for it or is that you're um you're you have that expectation for them to do it back but it's that the fact that that other person may not have the capacity to even give you anything at all. Mm-hmm. So that can feel draining because then mm-hmm. you feel that you, you're not allowed to be drained. Mm. That, oh, see, that's, that's also right. like a really interesting point. Like you have to constantly stay on guard. Like yes. you have to constantly be stable, structured, strong. And it's like, but the whole nature of that's like nothing can like, you have to have like, you have to do something to maintain that strength. Yes. But if you don't even have time to do that, if you don't even have time to do that, then, you know, and you always have to be like, oh, okay, I have to always just be watchful. I always have to, I just have to stay strong. It's like over time, like that's, yeah, that's draining mm-hmm. you as well. So that's really, yeah, that's really important when you're with someone. You, <clears throat> yeah, you're not asking for like, um, for most relationships, right? Like you're not straight up asking like, okay, uh, I'll do this if you do something for me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, not like, it, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's not, you're not trying to do exchanges. But at the same time, what you also do want is like, you want to be able to see each other as partners mm. and work as partners to help each other with each other's shortcomings and whatever. And I mean, like, again, I think sometimes we forget like that we're both human mm-hmm. and like we're both fallible. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning parts of relationships, you're very much the best parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, the very like the strongest, like the most excited. You have like that excitement and mm-hmm. energy. So, you're kind of a different person than you mm-hmm. actually are. Mm-hmm. But then over time, it becomes sort of unsustainable. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it's like, okay, I can't, I can't constantly pay for everything. It's <laughs> like, I, I don't have that much money or I can't, um, I can't, um, <clears throat> I can't like 
always be at every single thing that you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, I have also other plans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that, that negotiation is like very tough. And for a lot of people, when we don't, we, we sometimes we don't even want to make that negotiation. We mm-hmm. don't want to say like, I can't be there for you right now. Yeah. Like I can't do this for you right now. Mm-hmm. I can't do like, I, and sometimes it's like, I won't do that at all. <laughs> and then, and, but then, but if you don't do that, then you end up with what happens. You end up getting drained. You yeah. end up getting pushing yourself in places or you end up in places you don't necessarily want to be at or you, you're doing things that you don't want to do because you don't want to be confrontational. You don't want to be like, like, you know, like kind of like what we've always kind of considered like, you know, like uh, self, uh, like, you know, like self-aware and mm-hmm. self kind of like focused and, and you, you want to be like, I want to cater to you. I want to mm-hmm. be good to you mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But that's a very draining action. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Next question. Hey. Question, unless you guys want to talk about what's draining you recently. Oh, okay. I'll talk. What's draining me? I don't know me? if you wanted to touch on that or not. Uh, um, Alex, you want to go on the drain? Well, well, just, well like, <laughs> drain, I mean, drain. I mean, I mean like. I mean, like, we've already kind of discussed on the last podcast on laziness, which is my, you know, my work, my AAA mm-hmm. job. Oh. Like, that's been driving me. So. Sorry, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for that one. So no, I that's our a- conversation. No, that's okay. Yeah, where I were you? <laughs> I was visiting my grandma, actually. Was that draining? No, I was not. <laughs> no, it was lovely. Thank like, you very much nice. for Perfect. asking. <laughs> that's that's the right question. <laughs> So good. That's um, good. I'm glad that visiting your grandmother is dra- is not is <laughs> not draining. It's, it's de draining. Um, but yeah, like, um, but yeah, we discussed it on the last episode because, like, it was my, it was my, um, it was my, it was my AAA job. So, mm. like, like I quit that recently. So, um, like, tomorrow's literally, well, it's right now is my fresh start on you know doing the things that I love doing and really just doing the best I can at it, mm-hmm. and really, um, really just get out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice. With, nice. It's like it's you know, and what I mean by that, it's it's this podcast and it's also my dance journey as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I want to fully focus on my hundred percent on within this two month time period. Mm. Okay, nice, so, yeah. nice, nice. Um. Okay, so I'm going to say one that's kind of like weird and unorthodox, but I feel like out of all the things that is draining, it's essentially my 30s. <laughs> like, but it's different. It's not like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, he's so old or whatever. But I do recognize that my body is changing. I've never felt such a transition mm. than right now, and especially like right now. Because I'm 31 going into 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, like, I, I, in my 30s, I realized I couldn't do certain things. That's mm-hmm. fine. But then in 31 or 32, I, like, my physical body feels different. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like um, like certain things that like uh, I felt like I could have done, like I really have a hard time doing. It's like kind of draining to like hold certain thoughts uh, at times uh, in my head. It's also hard for me at times to... Like, I feel like, you know, like physical, like, like right now, like one of the things that I'm having is I have a back injury, mm-hmm. right? From one of my other teams. And that's like, I, I wouldn't say it's like draining, but it's like, it seems like a condition that, yeah, like I have to be constantly vigilant of. And like the vigilance is what's make, draining me. Mm. Like I have to constantly exercise. Like I have to do these exercises for rehab. Uh, and right now they're not draining too far, but like I can... Like, and then I have to think about, like, eating vitamins. I have to kind of, like, again, it's, like, weird. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, my body is 
transitioning mm-hmm. and I have to accept for those things for what they are and not think like oh like no I'll just tough it through like my mentality has to essentially change right mm-hmm. like I have to I have to be able to give myself permission to be like okay like you're you it's okay that you're getting older mm-hmm. right and if you want to continue doing the things that you want to do it can't be like the idea of like you can't have mentalities of like when like when you're younger it's like okay like you grind Right? And you like you grind and you do and you go into that stuff and like okay I get that <clears throat> and your body like but that I think that premise right like no pain no gain like all that stuff like those premises are really kind of based on the idea of like you know you, you need to recover right and then for me now recovery is so much it's like a much more important aspect in my life than it was ever before mm-hmm. and then and then but in order for me to recover I have to really understand what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and like like do I like how much recovery time do I need to take for this kind of pain or for that kind of pain mm-hmm. and whatever it is and understanding all of that stuff it's like okay like it is kind of like I'm trying to figure out where to expend my energy and that's like the draining part mm-hmm. about it it's like okay like this is what I'm feeling like okay like I'm waking up with like headaches and I'm like okay like like how do I do this how do I manage my day and stuff like that and so right now it, I'm like looking forward to the process, uh, but it is like it, you have to accept certain things. Like okay, like you know, you can't you can't do this much anymore. You can't do that much anymore. You have to be able to tell people. Like one of the things I worry about is like an outer class. If I had to be like, hey, can I take a break? <laughs> like, oh, <clears throat> and then like you know, just for a little bit, just and then go into it mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't want to slow things down. I care about the team. I care about the function of the team. I care about the vision of it. You know, like you guys are like, you know, like it's like when you're like, like, you know, like you're with a family and you just you don't want to be the person that like stops everything or mm-hmm. or, or like you don't want to feel detached from it. So, you know, like I have to make sure that I can allow myself to do those things because like um, I was working right uh, on Good Friday, one of the classes mm-hmm. that you guys took for Mitch. But uh, like also the other thing was like I had to take maintenance for myself because I had all of these things mm-hmm. I had to kind of like sort out mm-hmm. and do. And I had to give myself permission to not allow myself to to get carried away in things that could potentially like mess me up or whatever it could be and stuff like that. So I think about all of that. Um, and, and, uh, and and thinking about all of that, uh, I get I get drained, you know. Yeah. I, I hit the drain like real hard, and I swear off. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm. so paradoxical how you're trying to manage your energy where you lay it out, but you're getting drained by that. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm. And like that's the messy, right? Like that's the messy uh, part of it. It's like, all right, like, af- but after I'm done, I'm hoping that it's more efficient. I feel less strained and I, I every time I do it every time I pay attention to it every time I sit back and I kind of like take a look at it and then I implement I do feel less drained than the time before mm. so there is progression there mm-hmm. you know? That's but good. it was like I was talking to a coworker, and she was talking to me it's like you really have to like it's not like at our age but like I think people don't really realize the importance of like recovery Mm -hmm. of of sitting back because a lot of times we were talking about this in the lazy podcast like some people just work right Mm -hmm. but what happens is they end up in a loop Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. they just like they because they don't want to sit and like think about what to do and where to go right they just they end up circling and getting lost and stuff like that yeah because they never stand still long enough to see where they're going Mm -hmm. and what the direction is Mm -hmm. and sorting out how to do what and so 
And in doing though, right, like what tends to happen, what stops that loop is, yeah, your feeling of just being drained, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, oh, like I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, are you, your body forces you to stop. Your mind forces you to stop. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you have to rethink about what's going on. And that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is, it is kind of draining to be like, yeah, it's like, where am I going to put all this energy? It takes so much energy to, to, to find out where my energy goes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a necessary like cost and price for me to ultimately in the long run have a better life. So mm. I really yeah. consider that. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Jenny? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Jenny asked the question, but Jenny also has things that could be draining. Um, I guess the easiest way to put it is like kind of, I don't want this to sound pretentious, but like I'm actively working and I think it's actually coming to a point where like I'm leveling up in life, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. But right now I'm still kind of in that transition point um, where I have kind of like both ideas in my head where it's like this is the person on one hand that I want to be and I'm trying to like instill the habits and the thoughts and the processes that will like have that like that that person achieves but then I've also got my um old habits that weren't serving me and like kind of the status quo that I've been in and like they're actively fighting so it's leading to a lot of indecision and like um yeah it's just constant indecision and doubt it's like oh is this the like this is what I want to be doing but then like my other brain is like is that actually what you want to be doing or Mm. do you think that like Mm. are you just like trying to convince yourself that that's what you're doing and this is actually what you want like are you I've gotten stuck before in like societal norms and it's like oh are you actually stuck in these societal norms oh, or right. or is this actually like or is that a norm that you like want to be in or uh-huh. or do you feel weird for different things or like you shouldn't want something just because so that's yeah so it's like it's very much like you you're like uh I hate to say this phrase but it's like sometimes are you worried like it's like you're overthinking things oh I'm oh, yeah. totally overthinking things like majorly overthinking things but mm-hmm. then I like and then you think about but then I keep thinking about the things and so I yeah it's just it's a matter of like I think it's just a matter of like sitting down and just making some decisions at this point because mm-hmm. like I literally like it hurts my head I can't mm-hmm. keep thinking about it like mm-hmm. the other week like I had some heavy thoughts like just in general and they were like sitting in my chest and like that was like like actively weighing me down I could feel it draining me and then like my brain was going so fast that it felt like a vice was like on my head Mm. and so it's starting to like physically manifest like that's how my emotions physically manifest like I don't know if you have ever done that before but when you're having a particular emotion like Mm -hmm. if you just kind of calm down and or take a breath and figure out where it is in your body that can mm. kind of help but mm. yeah um yeah it's usually like <clears throat> it like lands in my chest and I feel 
like I can breathe normally, but also like I feel like I can't catch my breath. Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah, my head starts to hurt. So wow. um, that's kind of what has like constantly been going on in my head for the past couple mm. weeks. But like, hey, like congratulations on like fe- that feeling of like, of you leveling up and I'm sure you are it's just like but that's like it's tough because it's people I used to say this a lot or my friend also used to say this a lot like there are problems of failure and then there's problems of success yeah Mm. right and then it's like out of like problems of failure like I feel like I'm doing nothing like or like you know like I'm just sitting here and like you know my back hurts because I just lay in bed and you know whatever but like problems is that's like oh I have to manage all of these people like my business keeps growing I don't know what's going on you know like and so like it's like to judge those problems right like you want more problems of success I guess because that means you know, like that means that it's it's like growing pains mm, yeah. and in this case like that's what you're kind of going through yeah. and even though they're growing pains like they're quote-unquote like good there's still pains yeah and so it's like being able to yeah condition and 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 take time and to resolve all those things and then yeah and so i i'm like glad that you're kind of like you know that you're <clears throat> you're becoming more successful mm-hmm. but i'm also sorry that it's painful yeah. because mm-hmm. you know but it's tough yeah i think it's tough because it's one of those things that people don't tell you <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like you know it's like oh you're when you like go for your dreams and you're achieving things like it'll be you know when you're your higher self it'll be great and then it's like but getting i, I mean i'm sure even there it's still like there's a saying new level new devil kind of thing like oh. there's always there's always issues like you're yeah. always going to have issues you know mm. like even when you level up there's going to be other things that you find difficult um but like it's hard getting to that point like and i think it's really hard actually like it feels like i'm actively fighting with myself mm. um and, and, and that's a that's like um i i know it's a growing pain so i'm willing to go through it um but just you know kind of know that it's okay and to keep going through it if you're going through the same thing like but it doesn't always feel great. <laughs> yeah, like we understand that it doesn't always feel great. Mm. And so like, yeah, it's tough. And then I think, I, I don't know why, but this this came up to me. But like, I'm really starting to get, I am getting annoyed by this phrase where it's like, if you do what you love, you've never worked a day in your life. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I don't, how is that true? Because <laughs> it's like, love in itself is work, right? Like, you know, like if you love something, you work at it right and so your work and if you love it like it it doesn't really work the same way right like they're both labors and so you have to really think to yourself like anything that you kind of love or like anything that you know you're you're trying to do right for success your version of success you're gonna have to work at it and Mm. you're gonna do things that you know per se you don't know you don't want to deal with it anyone who i don't know like I, i would say is i would say this if anyone comes up to me and they're like Look, I like if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And I'd be like, so you have zero work ethic. <laughs> and then it'd be like, what? And I'd be like, so what you're telling me is that, like, you've never done anything like you didn't like that. Everything that you did, you loved, and ergo that it was easy for you. And ergo, you've never done a hard thing in your life. Mm. <laughs> and to be like, they would be super offended. <laughs> but that's the whole point. Like, I'm just saying. The point is, I'm just saying. Like, look, you can do what you love. But to say it's not work, I feel like that's kind of like, I mean, it's probably easier than doing something you don't love to do, 
but I but at the ultimately at the end of the day right like that's like I think what makes us feel drained is work mm. but you feel less drained or you feel like there's a purpose to your drain when you do the things that you love right when you mm. feel like there's a purpose there's mm. a hope mm. there's an aspiration but when there's no purpose when you're in a place and you hate it then you're drained and you're like what's mm -hmm. the point of anything mm -hmm. you know? mm. I mean what's interesting is that like for me when I work at something that I love I actually feel energized yeah I'm know? sure it's some of that kind of like reciprocity sort of thing like mm -hmm. you know you're working towards that thing mm -hmm. and it's giving you something back mm -hmm. when you're working at something that you don't want to do just in general right and that's where you go like Meow. yeah you, yeah, you do feel like yeah you do feel that like exchange like the reciprocity mm -hmm. right and then uh but then again i feel like at times like the ratio could be sometimes off right yeah. like uh, imagine you're like you love we'll, we'll we'll all do something like you love choreographing stuff right but it's like you have to do 10 or you have to do like 50 choreographies by like six months and you're like I mean, like, maybe you could do it and maybe you don't feel drained, but I'm just saying that's a number, I think, like, objectively, like, you're going to feel that draining factor. You're mm -hmm. going to, no matter what, like, and no matter how much you kind of love it, because sometimes there, nothing exists, I think, in the vacuum, right? Like, and so, like, there's so many other factors, like, do I have to find studio space? Do I have to find the song? I'm not feeling it and mm. stuff like that. There's so many other outside factors to the thing that you love. Like for me, teaching, like I love teaching. Like I love being in a classroom and facilitating conversation, having students learn, you know, learning outcomes, like having kids like, oh, okay. Or like, you know, or me going up to a student. But I hate what I find the draining part of teaching, which is it exists, is grading kids. It's like judging them on their work and be like well yeah you, you didn't do so great and then I, like uh, like 50 papers that i have to be like no like I, how many times do i have to uh, this hook is horrible like why did you quote gandhi and then you, you <laughs> talked about like puppies like i don't understand you know like that's the there are draining factors in everything that we kind of do and that we kind of love and so like right now like i i i, I understand that there, there but that's the thing you need to find something that you do that does energize you and then um, from there, right, you, you, do, you do what you want to do with it. Like you either cultivate it more, but then I think when you do, you add more stuff that could drain it, right, drain you, but you, it's worth it, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> or you just leave it as it is and just let it be like, you know, like a, a hobby or a passion or whatever it is. And then you just let it be the thing that energizes you, like no conditions, no whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But I think that's just like, I don't know why, I just like... <laughs> I'm just because I just hear Jenny and it's like she's doing what I feel like her like she's listening to her authentic self it's but you know there the parts of her like you know in doubt and you know she's she's feeling conflicted but I, ultimately I think she's doing what she feels like <clears throat> she loves and but that there's labor in that there's mm. just, just gonna be labor in that yeah, so. yeah. can I just uh, mm -hmm. say uh, I feel really excited for you guys um, let's start with Alex like you leaving your job and taking that big leap. Um, I already told you this beforehand, like wherever that, um, that leads you, whether that leads you to a new path or whether you do get there and then you're like, oh, I love this. Or even if you get there and you're like, this is not really it. I thought it was going to be it, but it's not really it. Um, I'm excited for you because you didn't feel happy where you are and now you're, um, yeah, you felt drained for where you are. Now you're making room to fill you with something that will um, make you more fulfilled. And for Cedric, 
Um, let me go to Jenny real quick. Um, <laughs> for Jenny, um, with having that bucket um, analogy, um, since you feel drained that you're trying to get rid of old habits and fill it with new ones, it's like your old self is you're essentially made up of your habits. Yeah. And since you're drain you feel drained it's just because you as a person you're draining all of that out to make new room for the new jenny mm-hmm. so that's maybe a, a reframing mm-hmm. feeling drained it's not you feeling like i'm tired it's just your old self like cracking open a new jenny mm-hmm. and like and then for cedric like you feeling um this like you feel drained because you're you, you're feeling this your age like mm-hmm. you having that awareness and um, I feel like you have to go to both sides of the spectrum of like um, you have to know how to work really, really hard to mm. and and to you have to know what it's like to not be doing anything <laughs> to like um, to the point where you feel like you have no purpose to like find that medium. And I feel excited for you, Alex, to like get you get to where you want to go. Like you like Cedric to finally find that medium and like Jenny for you to find that um like drain out that old Jenny that you that you don't feel fulfilled anymore and like fill it with a new Jenny that's going to make you more whole. Thank you, friends. Yeah, of course. Best. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. All right, let's move on to the next question. Oh, yeah, sure. So, number three. Why are you letting it drain you? Mm. So the yeah. so like the things that are draining us, why do we feel like we're letting it drain us? Yeah, mm. why why are you letting it drain you? Um, well, specifically, um, so it's a bit more tangible. I'm not just giving you general um, <laughs> thoughts. So, um, my relationship, um, when my perception of love has shifted from um, I am gonna love you and we're gonna be together forever, or else that's not love. It's supposed to be irrational. It's supposed to not make sense. And we're just supposed to stay together no matter what. Mm. That was my old reception of love. Now it's shifted to, I love you so much that um, where, whatever is going to be best for you, um, it's, that's, where I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to champion your growth. I'm going to just give. And I'm not asking for anything. I, I, I was listening to this philosopher talk about how um, it's more like a yogi. Than, um, <laughs> he was talking about fish love. Have you guys heard of that before? You know, I think someone recently told me about this, but I wasn't really. I mean, it was not told me. I overheard it, so I don't know. I but I don't really know anything about it. But it's not a term that's completely unfamiliar. To okay. Me. Mm. So if you guys aren't unf- uh, familiar with this, um, fish love is there was this guy who fish, who was fishing. He caught the fish and he cooked it. And then a guy asked, uh, a guy next to him was just like, just watching him eat. And then he was like, the guy that was eating the fish was like, oh, I love this fish. And then the guy, the other guy asked him like, do you really, do you, you don't seem like you love that fish. I mean, you fished it out of the water and killed it and cooked it. And now you're eating it. <laughs> right. And this is most of this generation's perception of love is like, you love it for what it does to you, what it gives to you. Mm-hmm. Or like, I love you because you give me flowers. I love you because you make me feel safe. I love you because of what you do, not who you are. Oh. Right. And usually that's because they love themselves. They don't love the person. They love themselves so much because that 
of what you give, what you benefit right. from that fish. So, yeah, that quote-unquote fish, whatever that may be, you love that thing because of what you get, mm-hmm. not from what you give it to. Like, what you give to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you love it, you would have, like, thrown some fish food or something. <laughs> right, you know? right. Like, you would have, like, uh, catered to the idea that that fish is, like, yeah, like, you're kind of, like, like your partner. Or you're, like, your equal. It's, like, hey, like, I love you. I'm going to make sure that you're okay. Yes. You know? As exactly. As like, I love you because you make me feel blank. Exactly. You know? And stuff like that. So, you're, it's, like, instead of an exchange, it's more, like, yeah, it's, like, like a, a relationship. Yes. So, um, oh, yeah. I think actually I do remember this, <laughs> and you know why I remember it because it was you who told me it. Yeah, I like you had it. told me, you had told me about this. I think because as you're saying it, like it's flashing in my head. We were in like we were in a studio space, and you were talking about fish love, and I was like fish love, and then yeah, and, yeah. so I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right, it was you. Uh, I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah. Well, coming back to your question, <laughs> to um, why do I let it Sorry. drain me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, before I come to the realization that I should stop letting it drain me, mm-hmm. um, it, I was letting it drain me because of the thought that um, if you're not with that person um, for the rest of your life, then it's not real love. Mm. That if I don't stick through this, even if it's unhealthy to me and I um just i don't have the capacity to even do anything else that make myself feel loved mm-hmm. then it's not real mm-hmm. so i felt like if i stay and prove that that's going to prove that it's that i love that person so i would let it do anything so it's like that unconditional like a unhealthy view of unconditional love mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of my my answer for let it, let it drain me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of I think a lot of people have that condition, right? Like mm-hmm. about that notion of love, where it comes from. Like it really comes from like movies. Like that's mm-hmm. like sellable, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, and then it sh- forms our view about how we should be loving someone. Mm-hmm. Like it's undying, it's constant. Like you're always going to be like it's like consistent. And um, it never really, like, love is, like, unchanging, right? It's immutable to change. But, like, it was uh, a quote that I say um, that, um, you know, Amanda and I, like, heard uh, was this person. He's, like, he talked about, like, I've been in, this guy said, I've been in love with eight different women in my life, right? Um, But I've only been married to one. And then it was like, but then he talks about, but like, what he really meant to say was like, those eight women are the same woman and she's changed over time, Mm. right? And I had to find a way to fall in love with her change and her growth and her development, right? But then when doing so, right, the initial reason why you guys fell in love may be gone, Mm -hmm. right? Like, she used to be so sweet. Now she's so stern and she's so strong and like, whatever it may be. Like, I think about crazy rich Asians a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, because I just it's a classic story, but finally Asians get to be in that story. <laughs> yeah, uh, in that story though, like, but what's important is that there's this demographic of like this strong Asian woman, Astrid, and her husband, who's also six, I would consider successful, mm-hmm. but he doesn't perceive it so mm-hmm. because he 
feels like he can't measure up to her, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he and the thing that he's like fish love. It's very much like, like the thing that I got from this relationship was the idea that like you know, um, you would make me feel like a certain type of way. And then she's like, "That's not my job, right? Like that's on you." And whatever it may be, right? Like, like I, you never told me those things and whatever. And then because he cheated on her, mm-hmm. and like that's. And that's like the problematic nature of like when we think about like our ideas of love, it's like that <clears throat> we really do think of it as like this sort of like feelings and then love itself cannot like we we do anything for love. Love will conquer everything mm-hmm. that we kind of do. But I always told people this like in a relationship, like you <laughs> love is like chocolate. And if you're trying to make a cake, it's like, and then you was like, okay, like a relationship is like a cake, and then you're like, okay, and like love, and it's like, okay, well, all I need is love in this relationship. It's like that's just saying like, oh, all I need is chocolate to make this cake. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you need other ingredients, <laughs> my dude, because like, cause, like it's, you just brought a bar of chocolate, and we're like, I brought a cake. I brought, I'm like, here, look at my cake, and I'm like. That's not cake, dude. <laughs> like, no, you brought the, and so like that's you a need, great bar of chocolate, yeah, yeah, but that is not that, a cake. That is not a cake. Mm. Someone should tell him it's not a cake. It's like the emperor's new clothes. Like, I'm not gonna tell no. him. And that's that's like the realization. Like, you can love something as much, but if you don't have like, if you're not open, if you're not empathetic, if you don't communicate well, right? If you don't feel like you're sustainable and 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 secure in your person, right? Or if you're not willing to help others, like. Like, then, you know, you can love something all you want, but, like, love is, like, the beginning. It's, like, you want to make a chocolate cake? Yeah, you start with chocolate. But you need the other ingredients to kind of help you, and it sucks mm. because that's why I feel like so many breakups occur because it's, like, you feel just so, like, in trying to maintain this sort of idea of love, we drain ourselves out, we pour ourselves, like, empty, and we, and then we're like, and then you, you question things like, mm. did I really, like, are we really in love? Like, why do I hate you now instead mm. of love you? Mm-hmm. And like, why do I find the things that I thought were like, like, like made me happy? Why do they annoy the crap out of mm-hmm. me now? Like it becomes in like, in a sense, like mm-hmm. that's where we think about the phrase like toxicity, mm-hmm. like things become poisonous mm-hmm. that were once like, okay, kind of nice and it's like, <laughs> whatever, maybe, or like there's behaviors that are abusive emotionally mm. at times that we, we we put ourselves through because it's like oh i love her like i'm willing to do that i'm willing to do this i'm willing to you know be petrified or afraid or 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 look stupid because you know that's what love does you know and and but it hurts like at times mm. to do all of those things so. mm-hmm. and that's the really draining factor about all that mm-hmm. it's really i'm like now i'm like all bummed Oh. The, the, the question was like why do we stay right yeah, yeah. Why, why, yeah I, why you let it I feel yeah. like this something that I missed earlier that I feel like I can help a lot of people and that uh, Cedric and I were actually like really passionate about talking about earlier was uh, the feeling of um, you're the protector and the savior of this person like when you feel like you're doing the noble duty to like if you leave this person who is this person gonna be with like like you trust yourself so much to be that 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 change for that person's life because you love them Mm -hmm. like i want to show you all these things like a better light uh better ways to cope like better coping mechanisms like i'll show you like so that you can be a better person like that's how a relationship should be originally where you two um 
celebrate each other and like show like help each other like if your relationship isn't helping you why are you in it Mm -hmm. like um so i've always believed in that and it's specifically specifically with my relationship um i felt like um tied to her instead of like you should never feel entitled to a person even Mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship with them and i felt like i had to stay with her because if i don't She's not gonna have anyone, but is that that's not true? Like she has friends, she has family. But I feel like since I know so much about her, and her relationship with others aren't as close as like as my relationship with her, she's gonna be defenseless. Um, I like I can't protect her from being far away. I'm gonna be the one that's gonna be hurting her. Like it was that I think that was the most draining part. Like feeling like obligated to be there and feeling um like it's just like if it's not me then she's gonna she's it's gonna like really be detrimental to i see i feel like for something like that it, it also comes down to our own responsibility when situations like that because i feel like the person that knows ourselves the most is ourselves you know and in situations like these, I think that there are times where we have to really dig deep into ourselves and really understand why we feel that way, mm. you know, why we feel that certain way and really, really bring it out and really understand that it's up to us to do our best situa- like best thing to make ourselves become that better, better, better person who we aim to achieve, mm. you know? And that that's something that uh, I feel that I relate to in a sense because there are times, well, especially in my young, uh, I, why did I say younger days? <laughs> um, but you know like, I mean like old man Alex over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like I'm a fifty year old. The internet was the internet was only you know like a, we remember DSL. <laughs> you know, like, I remember dialogue. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do remember dialogue. So do I. <laughs> Besides the point. But, like, I remember the times where I used to live, you know, with my mom. Mm. And in these situations, like, why I chose to stay in these situations was because I felt like I didn't have any other answers to get out. You know, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to get out of that situation. Um, And it took a huge learning process of me to build that encouragement of myself and really get out of that situation you know that's that's important i think that's like the other side right uh france was very much like he he like noble like he felt like he could you know like he just has to dig deeper he mm. has to test himself and strong himself but then you you felt like i i, I didn't feel like i could like i didn't feel worthy i i, I like i like you felt small and like you couldn't you know do it mm-hmm. and stuff like that so those are like very important things that keep us in a place that and, and keeping us in that place well you know us so that's really important to hear mm-hmm. so that's really really like um nice to hear yeah like when i was like listening to like uh france's story it's just like i immediately connected to to that notion and the difference is like and anyone who listens to this podcast like it's the only thing i talk about mm-hmm. apparently it's, it's just <laughs> but it's a lot of the thing it is a lot of the thing it's is that i would like it, like france has the wisdom to understand where this could be going and the potential well for myself 
I didn't have like this network of people. And instead I, I fed into myself and the logic of myself, right? To end up in that relationship. And I stayed in that relationship for nine years of being like a good person would not leave this person mm. as she is now, mm. right? And you know what? Like I will test myself. I will, this is how I want to be. Like, you know, like I can't imagine a person who, like I'm not the selfish type mm -hmm. and selfish people would do this now. <clears throat> You know, and then that's what I believed. And in doing so, right, what I was really kind of doing was keeping her maybe from like her own better potential future, mm -hmm. right? And I was also keeping myself from mm -hmm. a better potential future. I recently, this is something you none of you really know, is that I talked to her, like we, we hung out uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I don't know. And it was just very funny because it's like... Um, She's very much kind of the same, but she's also kind of different in like subtle ways, right? Um, and in, in talking to her and stuff, like <laughs> it's like she she's doing okay. Um, and but then you know I act I felt that sense of myself again to be like I did care for her, but then I realized that like now that I've like lived on the outside, <clears throat> right? Like I realized like okay, like I don't. The things that she provided uh, are not the same things I want anymore, mm. and I do really value myself as a as a person. Like, mm. and I was able to, you know, all that energy I expended on kind of like being with her and 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 helping her and, and what I believed was helping her and doing all those things. Like, I put into myself, and now I, I really am happy about the things, mm. the way my life is going and the things they're doing. But I had to remember that I had to keep that promise. Mm. Right? Like I had to, like if I'm doing this, I cannot just be the same that I ever was, right? Mm. I can't just continue the habits that I've been into. And so it's like, okay, like why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Like, why did I let, why do I stay in a situation that drains me? And like, mm. why am I letting it? And it's because I have that, I have that same sensibility. I'm like, you seem like someone who's troubled, and I'm gonna extend my hand and hold it, mm. but the problem is, is, when do you get? When do you let go? Mm -hmm. Like you know, when when and then you hope for that opportune time, and that's what I did. I waited, and it took nine years. Mm. But sometimes you have to, you have to like. But in doing so, like, if you're hurting yourself to just keep that holding that hand, right? Like you know, eventually, right? Like it's like after you after you're done holding that hand, and you finally do let go. What scars have you left for yourself? What pains have you brought to yourself? How have you changed, right? And because every relationship will change you, mm -hmm. any, any meaningful one. And um, sometimes though, like there's good things. Like most relationships, like no matter how they end, you've changed in some, and could mm -hmm. be perceived in any positive way. But also on that same stent, you could have changed in negative ways, right? Like I, I no longer have patience for like, uh, for adults oh wow <laughs> like, it's just like wow. it's so like true. like i have courtesy and i have kindness right but like if at a certain point like you 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 can like you kind of do abuses like i'm just like no like i have all my patience is regarded for young people because they're young and you know like sometimes they're unaware they're careless that's okay and like i i have that but for adults, like you, you're an adult, right? Like get it together sometimes. And I'm like, I'm like, because I spent all of my adult patience on my ex girlfriend, mm. and it's just like, 
I can't hear any more complaints. Mm. Like, you know, like either do it or you don't. And um, I'm willing to help you through it. I'm willing to support you through it. But like, I, I can't hear you complain about the same thing again and again and again, even though these guys do the same. Like, like they hear me complain about my <laughs> every week. Like mm. But it's just like, that's how I've changed, mm. you know? And uh, anything that you require so much effort, so much energy you put into, you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna change in your outcome. Like for you, after your relationship with your family and your mom, like you changed, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you, you forced the change. I'm sure France, like you, there's changes that you felt in, in trying, like your idea of love has changed, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and that only came from then in that relationship and mm. understanding all of those things. Mm. So sometimes like, yeah, we feel drained, but sometimes in that draining, we learn things. Mm -hmm. right? mm. We have to. It puts us in like that fatigue into that mindset and whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that I just want to highlight from what you said or just uh, really um, let the audience know that it's so important. Like for those who feel stuck, that when you are extending that hand to that person that you feel is troubled and you you feel like as if it's time to just let go, um, it is not your responsibility to make them happy. Your hap their happiness is never your responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like really empathetic people, just people com with compassion. That's I feel like, like, that's like humans like in general. That's like, yeah, that, um, you don't want to feel like you're responsible or for their hurting, especially mm -hmm. if you just want the goodness out of them. Like if you want good for people, like, you don't want to hurt them. But at the same time, acknowledge that by you're doing them a huge disservice by making them dependent on you mm -hmm. for happiness. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're letting them. It's like um, um, when you raise a child, not that I've ever raised a child in my life, but just learning from um, good um, from others from like different models for like a good what a good parent should do is like you let them suffer you let the kids fall as in suffer that as in like you put them in like the um like you you ground them and like you just let them suffer there for like oh like um what i meant by suffer as in you let them experience life you let them get hurt because mm -hmm. that's what builds resilience mm -hmm. that's let that that those um cal um calluses makes them thick have thicker skin and mm -hmm. enables them to be stronger and be more well equipped well equipped in life yeah so it's like you're showing them love by letting them be letting them figure it all out and you're not just feeding them with the spoon yeah mm -hmm. right well right. even babies like like infants sometimes you have to like just let them cry mm -hmm. like you have to put them mm -hmm. in their crib mm -hmm. like because if you're just picking them up all the time then they're dependent on yeah. you and they always want that so they talk about that like you need to let them self-soothe mm -hmm. so that they can like that's the beginning mm -hmm. even like figuring it out because mm -hmm. really you know we talk about this sometimes at, at the end of the day like you're responsible for your own happiness mm -hmm. like even if you're with somebody who is in like who is the most loving like you're in a good relationship if you're not taking care of yourself mm -hmm. then like you're not going to be happy like you're always responsible for your own happiness like yeah. nobody like even in the best of circumstances like nobody else can make you feel happy right? mm -hmm. like and that's why people can be in these great relationships or 
you know, great situations and still not feel happy. Or yeah. Mm. I think it, we're in constant conflict for two things, right? Like you're yearning for connection, right? That level of happiness. But at the same time, like <clears throat> your ability to maintain your own self mm-hmm. and like, but in, in those two in doing those two things, that's where like the draining aspect of all of that happens. Like you want to make someone else happy, but you know that you shouldn't be responsible for their happiness mm-hmm. right. solely. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, like, am I going to open this door? Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we continue all of this stuff. Yeah. And so I think about just like we're in constant conflict for like, cause yeah, we want to, we want to make people happy, but at the same time, like consistently happy that's so hard it's impossible and we have to always remember this like we are so human you Mm -hmm. know and we have to remember that in saying that like we're both stronger than we think but also more fallible than we think as well (laughs) and but for each individual human that's a journey for each person to understand Mm -hmm. and decide right like what can i do to make you happy but what am I capable of doing what's sustainable, what isn't sustainable, like paying attention to my feelings, you know, don't ignore yourself in a relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and like, it's like, okay, like I'm doing this, but you should also know how I feel mm-hmm. like when I do it and stuff like that, or like it's waning over time. And that level of honesty is tough. It's mm-hmm. that, that, that in itself is draining. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> now I'm going to move on to our final question. Hey. Right? Which I think is going to be a little bit nicer note. And uh, I'm going to phrase it in a way that was referenced earlier uh, by Jenny's joke. And so, um, <laughs> all right. What is something that uh, energizes you or fills your battery? Battery. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh. High battery? Because it's like low battery. High battery? <laughs> Power up. Yeah, all right. Hey. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. What is something that uh, fills your battery, uh, France, or energizes you? Um, just taking self-care things, uh, personal development. I really love reading. Um, I love working out. Nice. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's so, like the paradoxical nature of like what fills my battery is expression, which is an outer like you're taking things out of you mm. and bringing oh, it out okay. is which is the weird thing is like what fills you but you're you're externally like projecting it outside no i get it because like like for the metaphor to continue, yeah right? you would think what whatever like fulfills you would be going inside yeah of you. Mm-hmm. but what you're doing is pushing stuff out of yes you, which i think what's important is like you're kind of like pushing off burdens so mm. you're naturally energetic it's just like things are just like weighing you mm. down and you're like no i gotta i gotta i gotta express i gotta push mm. things things out which is a really interesting um like if you were just to view uh like a water like a water cup mm-hmm. and there's just dirt in it and there's a half of it's mud you're taking out the mud to make room for more clear mm. water right mm-hmm. so um like yeah, um, I do a lot of journaling, meditating, um, like just just my healthy habits that I've built for myself. That kind of it's not one of those like how to be a millionaire. You do these healthy habits. To be, it's more for myself, for my mental health, and for me to like gain more clarity, mm-hmm. um, make room to absorb more through the day, so mm-hmm. I can. Um, 
I don't know if anyone knows this. I, I do cold showers as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boom. Oh my god! I thought I was the only person in this world that ever did cold <sighs> showers. You don't know how much stigma, or maybe stigma. There's you so can. many people that do cold. Showers. Oh, well, apparently not in the groups that I hang out okay. with. Oh you, wow. I, I once talked to a friend, and and I was like, we were, we're pretty close until I said like, oh yeah, I love taking cold showers, and then I get the the dirtiest like look what? I've ever <laughs> in my life. It's like. <laughs> cold showers it's because like the feeling of it like for some people it's like it's like you know it's like needles yeah. but for me I, I just well okay here you go talk about cold showers because mm. i just got excited also i'm sorry yeah. i didn't mean to like no. shut you down yeah. everybody has that it's okay like, like no. i just like i just never thought i would meet people who would like cold showers so it's well like i'm my tribe it's yeah. okay it's the thing is like with any habits is you do it because of the reward mm-hmm. you don't do it because you like the people you hurt when you work out you feel sore afterwards like you don't like working out you like the results that you get after working out which mm-hmm. is like you feel good about yourself you look you feel better about the way you look um, mm-hmm. um you maybe you gain some more like clarity in your mind you like mm-hmm. Um, so with cold showers, I do it because I feel a sense of achievement after finishing it. Um, I feel like my muscles are reco- recovering. Mm. Um, sore, like my body just feels a lot better and it wakes me up after yeah. my workout because mm-hmm. usually after such a strenuous activity, you just kind of like, okay, I just want to kind of sleep <laughs> it's like, and oh, just rest. All that energy. But then when you take that cold shower, I'm like, woo, let's go, let's go. Like, um, <laughs> And there's a, also a mental challenge to go through. Like, if I can do this, I can do anything. <laughs> um, so if anyone's actually even having s- trouble and if you're interested in doing cold showers, something that I just realized is that after, I think, six, seven months of doing it, I quit for, like, two months. Uh, and it's because, like, it got to the point where, like, this sucks. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I do it every morning. And, like, to be even more specific, I do three minutes and um, my old strategy would I would set a timer for three minutes and eight seconds because d- dancer five six seven eight. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, I would like put it three minutes and eight seconds, and I go like eight seven six five four three two, and then I just go in because if I don't set the timer, you would get the twitch of like should uh, I? Uh, um, uh, I don't know if yeah. I want to go in yet. And sometimes I even like want to take things a little slowly to like make excuses to not go in yet like <laughs> all right i'm gonna set up my toothbrush first i'm gonna oh. make coffee <laughs> and then like just to prolong it because <laughs> like i don't want because it's such a especially when it's cold in the morning uh-huh. like, oh, i don't want to go do cold showers okay. but something that really helps me is it's actually a scientific fact that it changes your neuros um chemistry is like you when you play music if anything like when you're working out you're not playing sad songs you're like "Eh," like working out Um, you play really hype music to get you in that energy yeah exactly exactly so if you ever get to that point where you're like why am i doing the things that i'm doing to get you to do it just play some music that and then you just do it oh okay so that's 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 a really cool fact because yeah getting to do some things like yeah i didn't realize like music could be like a, a factor to just yeah. for anything really. yeah i understood for working out but taking shower anywhere yeah at oh, work if work. you're playing music that like like if you're playing if you're sad then you're playing sad music that's okay to express that but if you're just playing sad music for the rest of your life <laughs> and that's all you listen to that's what all you're feeding your brain. Like yeah. that's like if that's all you like listen all, to. That's all you eat, right? Yeah, right? that's all you watch. That's mm-hmm. all you like. That's just gonna become who you are. But um, yeah, a lot of personal development. Um, 
if you guys didn't know, I'm a, like, they told you that I'm a dancer. Um, um, I consider myself like, I like the term movement artist. Mm. Movement um, artist. Okay. Then we'll call you from now on. Um, movement artist over there. So, um, to be able to express myself through movement, create concepts, um, create stories. I love to, I also love like the term like storyteller. I love just making people um, feel seen and heard with my art. And it's just, you know, um, being able to um, make people see the world in a different way. Like, yes, you can enjoy the things that you want to do. You don't have to do the things that you hate. And like um, having conversation with people that actually brings value to you and not just you kind of have to dumb things down for some people like you feel like you're bringing more value to them than anything um yeah having that um people with the same wavelength brings a lot of like energy to me like wow i feel more well equipped in life after talking to you Mm -hmm. i'd love to talk to you some more and like maybe we can come up with ideas it's like having conversation with those people who wants to progress wants to move forward and uh, and doesn't just want to like just quote unquote just chill like right that's what energized me and i feel um i usually use this term a lot in my journal like i i usually affirm myself like i am infinite Mm -hmm. because i believe that we're all infinite spirit uh infinite spirits with infinite potentials Mm -hmm. so people that are not tunnel minded and they they really want to expand themselves make do something bigger than themselves that's brings me so much energy and it actually brings chills to me every time i think of it like i am infinite like you are infinite like you can do anything you want right as long as you, yeah so don't don't mean to get that all motivational no but, but I, like I'm, I can sense <clears throat> as you're even talking now that you're feeling even more energized right like in, in the conversation and i think that's just really great because i feel it too like i i like the the represent like that i never we never thought i never thought that conversations could be a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. we created this podcast mm-hmm. and like hearing your insight, like, yeah, like, like the energy that I'm feeling and the things that are being said, like, I definitely, I love the, like what my brain is feeling, like the insights, the, the, the negotiation of knowledge and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. conversation and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, I get it. Like I get all of that stuff. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Anything else that energizes you that you'd like to share? Um, Oh, of course, like watching others do um, what they love. Like I, it's just you get even you guys just doing this podcast. And when you were telling me like, oh, we only really you shouldn't feel pressure. You only have five viewers and like three of them is probably in the same room <laughs> as you. Um, the fact that you guys are still showing up. I was telling this to Mitch. Um, you guys have heard of Mitch Villarreal. He did one of the episodes with yes. you guys about desire. But um, like when people do things regardless, even when they um, have all the quote unquote odds against them, it's most likely that it's just themselves who's getting in their way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends, um, he dances even though he's like packed with school all the time. And a lot of people usually make excuses I'm too busy, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too that. Like, but they, regardless, those people who still let themselves enjoy life, mm-hmm. um, that gives me so much energy because like, so many people are stopping themselves from doing the things they love. And I'm, 
that 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 to me watching them is so painful to watch i'm like ah right. oh, like just do it just yeah i hear you yeah so it's really um i and recently i've been meeting a lot of people who like who've said to me like oh yeah i quit dance and now i'm back like yes i love that like that gives me so much energy like do what you love live the life that you've always desired that you've mm-hmm. always um like see yourself like, that you always dreamed of like why stop yourself from that mm-hmm. and so that gives me a lot of energy and inspiration because like yes like you give yourself permission yeah you go do that thing yeah you know yeah. and i've talked to um Cedric about this um i think a lot of people uh, view the things that they want to love doing but they always think about the beginning of it mm. and that wall blocks them from actually doing it but there are times where they've done it before and they forget how they feel at the end of what they love doing mm. you know like for example when i like did a freestyle session with you last night mm. in france like i felt happy i felt energized mm. and that's why i kept going mm-hmm. for the past times i I, that I kept going to your freestyle sessions mm. because I remind myself how I felt after mm-hmm. after doing that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this podcast. Like sometimes, like there are some days where I'll be honest, like oh, I don't want to do podcast today because I'm so tired or like I'm so busy and stuff like that. But I take a step back and say, wait a minute, how did I feel after doing this podcast? Mm. I felt happy. I felt energized. I felt emotionally fed. Mm. I felt emotionally full. Mm. I'm going to do it because it's healthy for me and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I feel like would help people more mm-hmm. is if they always remind themselves how they felt after they did what they love rather than constantly feeding themselves why they don't want to do yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like, that's really important. And I like, I always said this, like I, this is the re- this is like this podcast the conversation is is the reward right like if this blows up and it gets a million views it's the, literally the same thing to me as if if we only if we ended up with only one person listening yeah. Yeah. because like ultimately what it does exist in the vacuum of like is this it's like meeting new people hearing their insights you know feeling like uh energize having this conversation because i would have these conversations but it was so painstaking at times because like you'd have to be like all right like maybe this person wants to talk to me about this and like i think everyone kind of universally hates small talk and so <laughs> it's like but then like you kind of have to do it but then like with this podcast it's like oh we can kind of like circumvent that we can you know we'll, we'll add a little structure and then we get to have like all these amazing conversations with all these amazing mm. people. So, and I think, um, yeah, it's just going at the beginning and like doing the things that that energize you. Like, oh man, those things matter so much. And I think sometimes we kind of discard them. Like people tell us to discard them, right? A lot of times, like it's superficial. It mm. seems like it's dumb. You know, like are you you want to you can't do that forever. Mm. But like. What, uh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> just straight to the point just like, fuck you like, it's, like, it's like these are like, like I know you're trying your best to care for me with your version of your wisdom mm-hmm. but the reality yeah. is it's like like I dance because like 
I'm, or I do the things that I'm doing because yeah, like the feeling of that, that's, it's in, it's equally as important as the logic or the future or like, you know, I have to, yeah, I have to create that. Like what Francis, like I have to find that medium. Everyone does, but like, that's a medium. It's not like, Oh, I have to discard. Like, no, like at 30, I, I got to stop blank and I got to start doing blank and doing blank and doing blank. Like, yeah, paths are comforting. Mm-hmm. Sure. But ultimately, you know, like, if, if you don't feel ownership in that path at all, if you if it doesn't feel like you, mm-hmm. you're never really going to feel that version of happiness that that path, quote unquote, mm-hmm. promised you. And so I really think like, yeah, like do the things that like be as weird as you want to be. Like if those are the things that make you feel happy as they are. And then whatever happens is whatever happens afterwards. But at least you know that you can bring ownership to your own happiness. <laughs> And that's what's so painful to watch is like people think that it's either I, I gotta give credit to Caitlin for reminding me this is like people usually uh, Caitlin's son by the way mm-hmm. um, people usually um, view life as either or mm-hmm. and they never imagine themselves having both mm-hmm. of like all of the things they like like I have to go to school only and not do anything else and not mm. do dance. Mm. I just have to become a doctor or a nurse or else I'm not going to be happy or mm-hmm. like my parents are not going to be whatever that may be. They don't heighten their their imagination. They don't uh, vision themselves as just uh, like um doing multiple things that they love. They have to pick one. Like you only have to have um in like let's say in a relationship it's you and I together, no matter what, even if there's no connection. Like, mm-hmm. it's not either or. You're supposed to have both. You're supposed <laughs> right. to have synergy. Right. If it's if that doesn't live, then, like, what are you doing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. No, that's 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 perfectly great. And so that's that's pretty awesome. Or right, what about you guys? What, what energizes you? Um, so for me, what energizes me is, is dance. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Uh, that's like kind of like what I said earlier. That's why I kept showing up to yeah. to Francis freestyle sessions. Uh, that's why I kept showing up to um, you know to outer class. Like I think the only time that I never uh, went to outer class practice dance practice was when I had a stomach flu. Mm. That was the only time that I never showed up in outer class. That one time, <laughs> nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know. And that hurt that I couldn't show up there because mm-hmm. I was so sad that I had the stomach flu because it was my fault for cooking that bad chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like the thing. How did you know the chicken was bad? Did it like <laughs> did it like wear a leather jacket? Swing <laughs> <laughs> a chain? I'm sorry. Gosh dang it, Cedric. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like that's a bad bad chicken. Yeah, it's a bad chicken. Yeah, you think you're gonna cook me? I'm gonna be cooking you. I'm sorry. I apologize for that joke. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, Um, the thing the the thing is about dance is what's so interesting about to me is that it not only feeds me, you know. In an artistic way, it just feeds me in, in four ways that I'm so grateful for. It feeds me, you know, um, emotionally, mentally, and physically, and most importantly, spiritually. Because mm. like, it was the thing that really made me realize that I do, I have purpose in my life. Mm. Is really 
is because of dance because not only did it helped me express you know the vision of who I am it brought me so much people that so much yeah so much people okay <laughs> <laughs> so it brought me a lot of people that I was able to feel at home with because mm. before that I did I was a um I was pursuing music like uh there was a lot of lonely nights there was a lot of lonely you know times for me but there was so many things where I felt disconnected with everyone with my music because mm-hmm. like the thing the thing was is that yeah I'm making music I'm making all these amazing things happen but there was just so much things that I was not able to relate with and so many things that I felt like I was not connected with with music that I felt more connected with dance because mm-hmm. my goal with music was really make a million dollars a year okay and and you know that was not a good goal because like in the back of my head yeah I'm gonna be popular I'm gonna have a million dollars a year because you know the situations that I had growing up that was my goal but when I realized it when I went into dance I didn't think that way that was mm. not my goal. Like, my goal was completely like different. Like, your goal was, like, to make $2 million a year? Like it, was, <laughs> yes. it wasn't superficial. Yeah, right. it wasn't superficial. It felt wholesome. <laughs> Which is good. That's, that's, no, that's, like, that's, like, that's like a really important point. Because yeah. it's, like, I think, you, I think when you transfer into something different, like, you're, obviously your expectations are a little bit different. But then mm-hmm. what you found out was that this medium better suited who you really like where you were developing into you were really mm-hmm. kind of going into like yeah like my goal was to build a dance studio mm-hmm. so people could create more to use that space more and you know really have the opportunity to express themselves mm-hmm. and rather and rather have a more convenient place to go to instead of going all the way up to LA mm-hmm. or instead of going all the way out to Whittier you know I or, or like going all the way down in Irvine or or anywhere that's just really really far away because mm-hmm. i feel like if we're able to bring that type of community home in like orange county you know where we do have a lot of you know unheard of dancers because the interesting thing is that most of our class is made up of people who lived in orange county i barely remember anyone's name in the, in the, in the studio and in in, in our team that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Gosh dang it, Cedric. <laughs> it's because wow. like you're trying to say that they're unknown and like they're so unknown that even people in it don't even know them. <laughs> but that was again bad. No I'm worries. allowed to have some of them. I know. You're we allowed to that. have Yeah, we did. We said that. I, hey, I did the bad chicken joke. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, like I think that was um that was a realization for me that um like this is where home is to mm-hmm. me. So that that that's what energizes me is dance there's that's no good. doubt about it and oh and listening to podcasts on, on the rig oh. uh, on my on my phone yeah. while while driving <laughs> so that's really good what about you jenny um lately it's been a lot of books and podcasts and wow. learning things mm-hmm. um and also i like to read like fantasy books too so mm. um that really energizes me like just gets my creative mind kind of flowing and mm-hmm. i think it like i don't know you create like the pictures in your head or at least nice. i do so it's like imagining these worlds and mm-hmm. that kind of thing oh i love that yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that's what it's been most okay okay well then here you go i'm gonna go because like i'm like deeply interested all right so a book that you're reading yes and then a fantasy series that you really like recommend now 
Um, so the book that I'm reading currently is called The Wicked King. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. It's um, the second in a series by Holly Black. She's one of my favorite authors. Um, and it's about the fairy. It's actually about um, a human human girls that were like kidnapped. Ki- not kidnapped. It's a little complicated, but they found themselves without their biological parents living in the fairy realm and they've grown up there so that's like all that they know and like navigating that and that's like the very base of the story Um, it starts out with them um but this is the second in the series so it's kind of like you found there was like it was interesting because the first one kind of built up slowly and i was like well this is kind of okay (laughs) then it like really and then it just ramped yeah then it ramped and it kicked into gear and then like all the events that kind of happened in the last couple of chapters, like I um, just started this book, so it's like seeing the consequences of that, and Ooh. it's very, it's very intriguing, and I really like the way that Holly Black writes, and um, she does a lot of like fairy realm kind of stories, and she really paints a good picture of, like she, for me, she really creates that world, but also like helps me create it in my mind, if that makes sense, so I can mm. like really visualize it. Um, but I also, one of my very favorite ones is uh, by an author called Herbie Brennan. Mm. And he has a bun- a couple series that I've read and I really like. But he, um, there's one called Fable Haven. Okay. And it's about um, <laughs> these magical, um, what do they call them? It's like... Um, it's like wildlife reserves, but for magical creatures. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> and then, Super so cool. the humans, like this family that it centers on, are like the caretakers of that oh. realm. So they're not only protecting the magical creatures, but they're also like preventing people from, from like, right, like hunting. It, it's right. like they're both protecting the outside world right. and mm. the animals. The well, animals within well. right. Oh, but okay. it's not even like it's like fairies. Or like fairy, like it, mythical creatures, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so super. That it's, sounds super dope. It's really good. Then he just started. He's like, I think he's three books into a follow up series, which is called. Oh, shoot! It's some. It's dragon. It's something about dragons. But there's like a whole set of. Um, there's like five magical. Um, reserves that are specifically for dragons because they're like way more powerful Dope. so there's like he's starting a whole new series on that so I highly recommend nice yeah. nice and I can yeah that's awesome, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what about for you oh uh, okay um, they're all kind of like derivatives of the same thing but um, I just really like talking to people hmm. but specifically uh, I would be honest like it's under the sort of like condition that it, I can contribute to that conversation productively, mm-hmm. right? Like if someone started talking about like, you know, like organic chemistry, I'd be like, <laughs> I thought chem- I thought chemicals were were separate from organs. <laughs> like it'd be that kind of level of yeah. But like, oh um, yeah, but the thing I love talking about the most is probably about like feelings, mm-hmm. um, you know, emotional states, knowing how people are like understanding of oneself right and um but like i do it in a way that is like you know more like conversational and more like i don't like oh you should be doing this you should be doing Mm -hmm. that not like it's just more like a conversation Mm -hmm. and then because it's because i like doing that the thing that also energizes me is teaching 
Like I love teaching, like the practice of teaching and getting better at teaching. Um, and so like I'll, I'll be like teaching like like I teach an English class on Fridays or an English writing class. And uh, it's just like funny because there's like a student there that she kind of knows me. Uh, but she only knows me as like a very strict like um, because I, I would be in charge of her homework class. Uh, but she's actually supposed to be in my writing class and she had never taken a class with me. And so she's there, but she's not really trying to participate because I don't know, whatever the case may be. And I have all these other students, but like she couldn't help but to participate when I was engaging in the class because, you know, I was trying to ref I re had refined that practice, specifically that section. Uh, pretty well to the point where she felt like even someone who's all like oh, I don't really want to be a part of it I do it seems exciting like mm -hmm. whatever maybe that made me happy right um, so uh, I love the practice of it like to be able to to do these things and like participate in a certain kind of way like and then helping others like find discovery or like educating um, and then I get educated to mm -hmm. like that sort of like exchange mm -hmm. like uh, yeah, like you need reciprocity at times mm -hmm. for you to feel energy. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. you go and you talk and whatever it may be. Because like sometimes conversations can be uh, draining, mm -hmm. you know. It's just like, uh-huh, okay, okay, cool. And it's like, and I'm like, oh, man, like, all right. And you want to go into a little deeper level. So like I try to find ways to create conversations or environments that make me do that. And then the other thing from there and another derivative is like I like to write. Um, mm. But uh, for me, it's like very much like, I write to elicit a feeling and so uh, like usually I've been like just writing small prose like oh okay like this like sometimes I'll dabble in like poetry mm. um, but like I'm not very good at meter so I'm like I'm like this sounds like this sounds like a dumb song so no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go into here um, but uh, the one thing I recently wrote this is kind of funny um, it's like a one of those things like it's very much like it's weird, but like I wrote like this D and D campaign. So anyone who doesn't know, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like that that nerd stuff in the seventies that apparently exists still. And I was like, I didn't think I would be so into it, but like I, I am so into it. And um, I haven't been like keeping it up to it recently, and I have to kind of recoup into it. But that's like like you have to allow yourself to ebb and flow in things. Um, but like when I was like very into, it, I was like, oh man, like this is amazing. Like I, I'll write these stories and then they'll participate, but it's a very different kind of writing. Cause it's like, I have to write it incomplete cause I can't write everyone's character because the characters are other players. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, like if I'll be like, okay, here's a general storyline, but then they could be like, well, I want to, I want to burn down this orphanage. I'm like, all right, <laughs> roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, 20 yeah you um you got your you 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 light and you threw it and it happened to be next to a bunch of gas tanks near the orphanage and it immediately explodes thank goodness nobody was in there yeah, <laughs> oh the orphans God. were at a field trip and they're like oh the orphans are on a field trip damn it damn it <laughs> and i'm like yeah psychos <laughs> and stuff like that but like it, that's why the story has to be incomplete because like if you're trying so hard and this is what i learned in teaching right and like why sometimes teaching de-energized me 
was that like if you're trying so hard for a, a specific outcome and not let it breathe and be free flowing mm. that you end up getting very annoyed and mm. frustrated and i think that's something that we can learn in like any relationship mm. that we kind of have mm -hmm. like you have to kind of allow the other person to exist with their own distinctions mm -hmm. like you may have ideals and dreams about what the relationship should be uh what the classroom should be what your dnd campaign should be but people just are going to be different and they're going to be a little nuanced and then you have to accept then alternate modify and then from there you can move forward uh, maybe not exactly where you want it to be but roughly where you want mm -hmm. it to be so that's why i always tell students like it's weird because of my job. It's like, what's your dream? And they're like, I don't know. And then I, I, in my head, I'm like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's hard. like, I don't want you to not know, but I also don't want you to have a too specific a dream. Mm. Because if you do that, right, you may not leave room for, you know, like adjustment or outcome. And you might put yourself in a position where you're really unhappy and you don't feel good trying to achieve that thing. So what I will say is like, understand your happiness and then like have a general understanding where you want to go but let it let things come and then try to adjust accordingly mm -hmm. and so yeah i just i think about that and that energizes me and stuff mm. like that you know just conversations teaching lots like bits of writing and stuff i love like that. that yeah mm. all right well again like this is a lot of good stuff that we're listening today and i just want to say thank you again yeah thank you for having me yeah. thank you guys for for being here um yeah like it was really really enlightening for mm. sharing your knowledge with us and i thought that was really really um amazing that that you were able to be here and really be open about mm. what you wanted to talk about Mm. Um, yeah, and for all our listeners out there, um, thank you for uh, listening in this episode. Um, and if you like this episode, uh, please rate us on five stars um, wherever you're listening to, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts or any other rating um, podcast. And uh, if you'd like to follow our Instagram handle, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be creative underscore underscore. I did Emotions. It. <laughs> double underscore. Yeah, double underscore. Creative underscore underscore emotions. And if you'd like to follow me uh, on Instagram, which is uh, my name's Alex, um, it's going to be L3LACKFROST underscore LE, Black Frost underscore Lee. And if you're looking for me, it's uh, Papacetti88. Yay, you yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah I always you, forget my Instagram. Well, well, what's, Every single week. Well, I really need to change it. Well, what's funny is that you remembered your Instagram, but you forgot your name. Oh, yeah. yeah my name is Cedric. <laughs> and if you're looking for me, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be in the back. Sorry. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, and But my Instagram handle is papaceti88. So, again, if you ever want to, like, you know send a message you want to talk <coughs> whatever the case may be again you know that i love conversation so mm -hmm. that'll energize me as well so whatever mm -hmm. you want mm -hmm. yeah and if you're looking for me that's jenny i'm at curiously radiant on instagram and mm -hmm. then if they're looking for france um yeah if you're looking for me um it's at f-r-a-n-z-s-u-l-i-t it's just my name Fran Solit. um i'd really love it if you guys have any questions about anything that i said or any thoughts or anything, I'd really love to connect with you guys. So just feel free to DM me anything. I'd love to connect. Nice. All right. With that being said, have a great day, everyone. And um, hope for the best in the future. And uh, 
we look forward to seeing you guys again yeah, yeah.